ghosts, spirits, phantoms, unnatural beings. Today we'll be taking a look at the Mabel Tainter and the possible ghosts inside. Today will be an extra long episode, so turn on your ghost meter. I'm Natalie. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Retro, Retro Girls. Girls. First off, we're so sorry that it's taken us so long to get this podcast together. Yeah, we've both been busy with family, schoolwork, and ghost hunting. Wait, ghost hunting? There are some things you don't know about me. Hmm. Well, anyway, this episode might be a little scary for younger listeners, so you might want to listen with an adult. Anywho, here it is. We hope you love it. Firstly, we have to tell you a bit of backstory about the Mabel Tainter. And don't worry, this isn't like a normal history class. The history of this awesome theater is very interesting. The Tainters were a wealthy family living in the late 1800s. Andrew Tainter, a lumber baron, lived in Menominee, Wisconsin. Along with his wife, Bertha, daughter, Mabel, and his other two children. Mabel was never married, nor had any children. And that's because when Mabel was 21, she died of what we believe now was a burst appendix. Shortly after she died, her parents, being the wealthy family they were, built a community center memorial in honor of her. Inside, they included a public library, a theater, conference rooms, and a piano room. It also includes an office for their reverend, Henry Doty Maxim, and they named it after their daughter, Mabel Tainter. There have been no sightings of Mabel Tainter herself, but there are other ghosts, including Bertha and Andrew Tainter, Henry Doty, and the Lady in Grey, including other frequent patrons. There have been many sightings other than what we've seen, but before we dive into those, we're going to tell you about some of our experiences with the ghosts of the Mabel. Natalie and I have both performed in plays at the Mabel Tainter. Many times which is how we've gotten exposure to lots of these stories. Well, I'll start off with my little ghost story, which begins a couple of years ago when I was in a play myself. One day, I had to run a little errand for a friend just around the theater, um, in which I had to go behind the stage and kneel on the ground and grab something out of a box. And as I was digging through the box in search for my dear friend's item, I saw a big sweeping skirt on the ground trimmed with lace and beads, and I could see little tips of um, what looked like very fancy shoes peeking out of the skirts. And as I looked up, the figure seemed to be gone. Later when I talked to more of an expert than myself, I learned that this was likely the Lady in Grey, who was a frequent patron at the early Mabel Tainter. My experience also happened a few years ago when I was in my second play at the Mabel Tainter. It actually also happened with Sarah. So we were downstairs um, in the Mabel Tainter where the dressing rooms are. And over in one corner was the janitor's computer and like the janitor's closet. So we went over there just to check it out because um, we were kind of exploring the Mabel and all of a sudden the computer turned on but there was no one near it. So we asked, are you Mabel? And nothing happened. And then we said, are you someone else? And the mouse on the screen jiggled 
the actual mouse didn't do anything, but the mouse on the screen like jiggled. And we asked a few more questions, and for the yeses, the mouse jiggled, and for the noes, the mouse stayed still. And um, it was really crazy. A few minutes later, after we had asked a couple questions, the computer shut off just as abruptly as it had turned on. In my very first show, there was a large group of kids in the basement. Randomly, the lights all shut off. There was a mass of us sitting in complete darkness. After they turned back on, again, just as randomly, there was a smell of cherry tobacco sitting in the air. We later learned that cherry tobacco was Andrew Tainter, or Mabel's father, favorite thing to smoke. Okay, so another experience I had was in my first play during Tech Week. We were all on stage doing a dance scene, and all of a sudden the stage lights flipped off. The director soon put them back on, but a second later they flipped back off. They kept doing this again and again until finally we had to take a break to eat lunch. After lunch, the lights didn't do it anymore, but we were all convinced that it was a ghost. A few years back, my mom went to the Mabel Tainter's Paranormacon, which is basically like a ghost tour of the Mabel Tainter. She recently shared with me that she had a few interesting experiences, one that even included me. Now, Natalie nor I have ever heard this story, so the first time we hear it will be the first time you hear it. So you will get our real-time reactions. Let's see what she has to say. So, as our guest, will you please tell us your name and your relation to our podcasters? Hi, my name is Casey, and I'm actually Natalie's mom, who's one of the podcasters. Uh, but the way that I met Sarah, the other podcaster, was that her and I were in a play together at the Mabel Tainter, and I was cast as her mom in the play. So I've uh, that's how I know both of the podcasters. So, Casey actually has a paranormal story to tell us, apparently including Natalie, which n neither of us have ever yeah, heard. This, yeah. So we're pretty, pretty anxious to hear it. It's been yeah. like a long time. We've been waiting for a while, so yeah. we, are, <laughs> we are so ready to hear it. So take okay. it away. Okay, well, in our town, the Mabel Tainter Theater is this historic, beautiful building, and we uh, have our theater guild have a partnership with the Mabel Tainter. So our theater guild, we will practice uh, in our building and then move over to the Mabel Tainter, and that's where we per do our performances at. Natalie and Sarah have been involved in a lot of plays and things. One of the plays that we are involved in, uh, I, I believe it was Little House on the Prairie with... Um, there was a big commotion downstairs one day at the bottom of the stairs right outside of the um, custodian's room and the kids were saying that the computer was acting really funny and they were asking it questions. I came down, we were all in our uh, prairie costumes because we were doing a Little House Christmas. So I had a prairie costume on, all the kids did. Um, and the kids said, look at this. And they were asking the computer questions. Uh, and the computer mouse was zigzagging kind of across the screen and uh, I was down there to just kind of disprove it and say well 
rationally, this is what could be going on or this could be going on. And when I looked at it, they said, the kids asked the computer, is this Mabel? And all of a sudden, the, uh, the mouse went across the screen and the computer turned off. So that was a little strange. And now it was three years ago, my sister asked me to uh, go along with her on a, an event that the Mabel Tainter was having, and it was called Paranormal Con. And Grant Wilson from the a and &E show Ghost Hunters was coming to give a presentation. And I just flippantly said, yes, that's fine, I'll, I'll go with you one day. Um, and as the event got closer and closer, I got a little nervous about going, and actually the day of the event, um, I'd never heard of Grant Wilson, I've never watched Ghost Hunters. I'm the kind of person that um, I don't necessarily truly believe in paranormal, and I don't disbelieve in it. I just actually, it kind of gives me the willies, and so I just kind of avoid it. The, I avoid looking into it. So I actually called my sister that day and told her, that I prefer not to go uh, and I could find somebody else to take my ticket because I got a little bit nervous to, to attend something like this and I didn't uh, I don't really want to go investigating anything that I'm you know not comfortable with uh, finding out the, the answers to so after a little bit of talking my sister had me go and we after we listened to the presentation we were allowed to just walk around the building. And I just wandered up into the office, the former office of the Unitarian Minister, which Sarah, his name is? Henry Doty Maxim. Henry Doty Maxim. And in that room we entered, um, the room was dark, but there's a really big street light uh, from Main Street Menominee shining through the window. So there was kind of like this blue cast in the room. And everyone in there is very quiet. So Alex and I sit down and there's this sound of this cycling frequency of this radio going in the background. So every once in a while you would hit like a station, but it would just keep going on. And there were, there were maybe like nine people in this room all sitting around kind of on the outside of the wall. And they asked questions to this, um, you know, just to see if there's anybody, uh, anybody that wanted to communicate through this little box, this radio box. And they asked several questions um, and they were getting some responses. And at one point somebody said, is this Henry? <clears throat> and it said, yes, but it was, um, I don't know how to, it was not fuzzy, but it wasn't, it was like just kind of a spotty. very casual yes. And they were asking uh, this radio frequency questions and pretty soon, um, there's one question that completely stood out. One person was saying, you know, were you, were you Henry? Are you Henry? Do you, did you do this? Did you do this? Do you need something? And one woman from the dark asked, uh, do you have unfinished business here, Henry? And it was the most quick, it, the answer came so quick and so forcefully through this thing. It said, yes. Oh and gosh. it just kind of, um, it just kind of made me do a double take because it was so direct and so mm -hmm. intentional. And Sarah and I were just in Henry's office yeah, just, just today. today. Okay, so so you can imagine it at nighttime. Yeah. And here we are sitting in a room full of strangers. And part of me is like, is this is crazy. Like, this is a really 
funny, weird thing to be doing. I was kind of in, I was just kind of like, you know, along for the ride just to um, not waste the ticket. So at the end of the night, at midnight, um, after we were all able to explore the building, we all came back together in the main auditorium of the Mabel Tainter. So Just as my mom had said, the people from the tour were done exploring, and so they all gathered in the auditorium for one last little get-together. The paranormal people selected an audience participant, and he got up on stage, and the paranormal guy uh, put some headphones on him. The headphones were directly hooked up to a little machine that searched through radio frequencies so that the ghosts and entities would have an outlet to talk. Now, the guy wearing the headphones only heard the answers to the questions that everyone in the audience was giving, not the question themselves, as Casey will explain. Anybody that would like to talk, and um, they start, somebody was talking about, uh, somebody said at one point, get out. Oh my god. So actually at that point I actually kind of felt like and they they kept saying backstage backstage oh get out backstage and actually at that point oh um, my god I had I seen I just got the chills. I had seen enough at that point to be like <laughs> okay um I'll go. I'm not necessarily a believer or not a believer, but I actually don't really want to be disturbing anybody that is here that you know, uh, we don't necessarily need to disturb them for our entertainment is kind of how I felt. So they, they were talking, they kept pursuing it. Is there anybody here that you'd like to talk to? Is there anybody here that you'd like to talk to? And if just to kind of recap what this Sarah and I just gave each other looks like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) So here are, here's a guy on the stage and he is hooked up and only he can hear the the frequencies and and the the responses or the contact with the entity only he can hear that and he actually can't hear at all what is going on around him so somebody might be asking a question like are you here and if he says then the answer will come into his headphones if the entity wanted to answer he'll say yes but he couldn't hear what the question was um, oh, they were answered. They answered a lot. There was other communications, um, but the next communication is the one that I'm going to tell you that um, may or may not involve Natalie. It could be a coincidence. Oh my gosh. Um, but here <laughs> it, it is. Does it say my name? Or? So they said, "Is there anybody here in the audience?" Because the go the entity was being very like. It did not want to talk very much at all. It was just saying, mm-hmm. get out backstage. Get out backstage. And so they were trying to, like, kind of be a little bit more accommodating. And they said, is there anybody here that you do want to talk to? Is there anybody here that you would like to be communicating with you? And we, they asked the question. And, of course, we're sitting in this pitch black theater. I could feel the velvet theater cushions under my seat. Uh, or under my hands, you know, in my in my seat, and I'm looking around, and I could see the black silhouettes of like all the people 
um, but you couldn't see any colors or anything like that. Um, and pretty soon we're all quiet, waiting for, is, is somebody in here going to be like a chosen person to <laughs> communicate with them? And the person on stage said, Natalie. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. And my heart. Okay, my stomach my, just dropped. My, my heart, heart just like so weird. Boom, 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 boom. And my armpits got sweaty. And I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Like Fred Flintstone feet. Blah, 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 you know. <laughs> um, and I just froze though. And I sat in my chair. And they said, is there a Natalie in here? And of course, I'm thinking it's just a coincidence. Like there's a Natalie in the audience. And nobody raised their hand. They oh said, my God. is there a Natalie in here? Oh, my gosh. And nobody raised their hand. So then it, it was quiet again. And Grant Wilson said, uh, is there somebody in here? Is there somebody else you would like to talk to? Who is Natalie? And so the guy on stage with the headphones um, that can't hear anything going on, that's just waiting for any interaction, the guy on stage um, says really quietly, Natalie. Oh and my so gosh. at that point, they I think they had said Natalie, the person had called for Natalie to be the person to come communicate with them like two, maybe three times. Um, Natalie, we got to get you hooked four. up with this ghost. Um, and I just sat there frozen. And my sister was standing uh, in a couple rows behind me at that point because um, she was standing up and just stretching. And she said, Casey. Casey, like, tell him that you have a daughter named Natalie. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, oh, heck no. <laughs> All right, so can you just tell us your name and uh, how long you've been volunteering here? Well, my name is Jan Harvey, and I think I've volunteered here since I quit teaching so it's probably 20 years oh wow yeah <laughs> um so we were wondering if you have had any paranormal experiences or believe in the ghosts that are here at all interesting we were just talking about this um one time i was giving a ghost tour oh um Actually, I, I was giving a tour for some people who wanted a ghost tour and some people wanted a historical tour. And so I was kind of going between both of them. And we got down to the, to the room that used to be the children's library. And there was always a, um, the legend was that in the corner of the library there was this misty thing and then people would smell they could see this foggy mist and then they would smell this cherry tobacco, tobacco. smell. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're going along and I'm talking about that room and what it was used for and everybody was looking at the bathroom, of course, which is so interesting. And so then we were about to go through that door where that misty yeah. place was. And I walked through the door and got under the stage and I said, what is that strange smell? It, somebody's burning incense here. But there was nobody else in the building except my tour and me and somebody up in the office. And the other people walked through and they said, 
oh, we can smell it too. And we looked all over and there was no incense. And then when I got home and I started thinking about it, I thought, that was the cherry tobacco oh gosh, smell. So cool. And it never occurred to me while I was there. Oh, not an, until I was thinking so later cool. yeah, about interestingly, it. Interestingly, <laughs> she's had an experience with the cherry um, tobacco smell. Well, Did actually you? some of my, well, not me, but uh, mm-hmm. some people I know had an experience with mm-hmm. where they could smell the cherry tobaccos. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you do you like working here? What's it like to, or volunteering, what's it like to volunteer at the Mabel? Well, I think it's a fabulous place to be, obviously, yeah. because it's so special. And I guess people who come here for a tour re- leave thinking it's so special and, yeah. and, and it's so truly unique I mean uh, to me it's it spurred me to do a whole bunch more research on the Tainter family and what happened way back yeah in the the 1800s so I've spent a lot of time at the Menominee Public Library doing research and now I've written a kind of a little speech about Bertha Tainter because I thought she was such a cool person and I've been giving that all over to people (laughs) clubs and such that want to hear about women women of that time because mostly we hear about the men yeah Andrew and James Stout and William Wilson and and the women were really special that is so cool Mm -hmm. yeah any other um, facts or anything you would like to share about the Mabel? Oh, I, I, I guess I probably don't, can't think of anything right now. That's okay. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, it's a Thank great you. place to be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> snooping around the Mabel looking for paranormal activities ourselves, Natalie did come across something a little odd. We had just gotten out of Henry Doty Maxim's office when I saw like a little like flash of light just like whip across the stage and I was like oh that's no big deal it's probably just a reflection from outside or something but when I looked all the windows of the Mabel Tainter the blinds were closed um, and then I was like Sometimes that happens if people are practicing, but there was like no one practicing, and the there are no like other lights there. No right? other lights, um, and we had just come out of the office of Henry Doty Maxim, who is said to haunt the Mabel Tainter. So, yeah. We've watched history and superstition collide in this episode of Retro Girls. Please send us any questions or comments you have. We would love to hear them. And feature them in an upcoming episode of Retro Girls. I'm Natalie. And I'm Sarah. And and you're you're listening listening to Retro Girls. Girls.